Hey, survivors. You are listening to the Survival Brothers Podcast. We're two brothers trying to help each other prepare for an uncertain future. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Survival Brothers Podcast. My name is Ethan, and with me is Blair. How are you doing, Blair? I'm good. How are you, Brocephus? I'm doing amazing. We are, uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Uh, it took Friday off, so kind of a end of a long weekend and, uh, bought a bunch of stuff this weekend. Yeah. You, uh, you called me a couple days ago and wanted, uh, some tips on buying a gun or I guess recommendations. Cause there's not a whole lot of, uh, selection in the gun shops. Is there? No, there's not. Yeah. I kind of had my eye on, uh, so if you go back, we did a pocket pistol episode, uh, pretty early on. I think it was like, 10th or 11th episode somewhere back there um and i've wanted to buy a pocket pistol since uh since i can't carry at work um i have my shirt tucked in it, it would be hard to conceal carry a different way so uh finally saved up some money and bought a pocket pistol and uh i ended up with a smith and wesson 442 revolver uh 38 special so i'm pretty excited Right, and you were you were kind of thinking you when you went into the store you were looking for a a little three eighty gun, right? Yeah, that was my initial thought. Um, I hadn't really thought of like revolvers much for some reason. I don't I don't know. If, I'm sure we talked about it on the podcast, but um, I know you had a little three eighty at one point that I was jealous of. Um, but yeah, I was thinking the Ruger LCP two or uh, I think there's a this is the bodyguard. Is that Smith and Wesson? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So those are some, but they didn't have those in, um, available in the store, of course. So uh, I was thinking about ordering one or trying to figure it out, but um, they had a Smith and Wesson 442 in the store. So uh, I kind of looked at that and figured uh, the caliber is a little more powerful, a 38 special. And it looked like it would fit in my pocket just fine with a nice little pocket holster. So decided to go for that and uh, could have it right away. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to be happy with it, honestly. Um, the grip on a revolver is a little bit more substantial than the grip on those micro 380s that we were talking yeah, about. So for it's, sure. it's a little bit more controllable, um, just easier to easier to grab onto and easier to draw. Um, I just think it's a little bit more of a fighting fighting pistol than the smaller ones. Yeah, and there's actually some ammo around town for it, so that was also a, a plus. Yeah, finding ammo is getting to be pretty difficult as well. Yeah, no hollow points, unfortunately, but I'll I'll keep looking or I'll buy some off of you. Yeah, I'm sure you could get, get some online. There's uh, online uh, ammo dealerships as well, as well. Yeah, there's a. am sure there's a little bit of process on that, but uh, yeah, I should fig- try to figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, things frustrating though is, so I uh, I haven't told you this, but I went to apply for a concealed carry permit and uh, they make you pay for everything up front and then you go to schedule, you have to schedule your fingerprints and I can't get my fingerprints scheduled because they're so backed up until uh, late September. Are you kidding me? No, it's, uh, I couldn't believe it. So I paid for everything. So you can actually get a lifetime concealed carry permit in Indiana and it's like 70 bucks, I think. 
So, uh, yeah, I paid for that up front. And then I had to pay for the fingerprinting. It's like 13 bucks or 12.95 or something up front. Uh, and then he goes to the schedule area and yeah, I kept going week by week until, um, September. So yeah, that is really crazy. Up, you know, because we have a right, you know, to carry a gun and they're supposed to issue these to people and to make you wait like what, two months. Yeah. That's just messed up. There's a lawsuit going forward in, I think it's Chicago. Um, there's a guy who has been waiting like over a month and that's supposed to, according to the law, I don't remember all the details, but the, the state is supposed to, to issue it within like 30 days or something. And he's been waiting like almost two months. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there shouldn't be concealed carry permits in the first place. It's, I think I saw somebody say that, uh, things like concealed carry permits are the government selling your rights back to you or something, which I agree with. Um, but yeah, and the right delayed is a right, uh, that's not given out. So it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, people who want to carry guns illegally are just, just going to carry them anyway. So what are your thoughts on, um, well, never mind. Yeah. I'd, I could have gotten a five-year permit for free, but I decided to go with yeah, the the lifetime. But uh, yeah, fingerprinting and in general, it's just the whole thing's kind of frustrating that you have to go through any process in order to carry. In Idaho, I know they have the freedom carry or the constitutional carry where it's legal everywhere. You don't have to get a permit. So I should just move back to Idaho. Well, I would love it if you were closer to us, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, someone find me a job in Idaho and that pays, uh, well, I won't say how much I make, but a decent amount, and uh, I will move back to Idaho. But yeah, uh, until then, I will wait for my fingerprinting and hope I don't get in a situation where I have to use a gun. But uh, yeah, so today we're talking about guns again. We're uh, going to talk about the, well, how's your week? Real quick, before we move on. It's been good. Just just more baby stuff. I, I went back to work, um, after having some paternity leave and, uh, things are good. Cool. Everything somewhat normal at work or. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there'll be more protests and stuff, but it's, it's just not as bad here in Utah as it has been in some other big cities. Yeah. And if you don't know, Blair's a, a police officer in Utah. So, um, yeah, hopefully it uh, doesn't come back. I know there's some been some shootings and some civilian shootings uh, last couple of days. So uh, a lot of information that we don't know yet about that. So uh, hopefully the violence and riots can slow down a lot more. But uh, we're going to talk about the 22 rifle or a 22 caliber today. Uh, and it's something that there's a lot of information on. We might have to split this up. Or we might have to do kind of a basics this episode and later on do a more extensive because there's there's just so much information about the 22. Uh, but it's definitely one of my favorite guns to shoot just because there's no kick. There's you know it's just so easy to get a lot get off a lot of rounds. But what do you think about the 22? No, I agree. It's it's fun to shoot. It's not super loud. Um, doesn't kick a whole lot. Um, there's a lot of advantages to having 22, especially for preppers or survivalists. Um, 
I know people who kind of write it off and they're like, just not interested in, in having a 22 because they get into, you know, all the, the high tech weapons and the, let's see, what, 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 what am I trying to say? All the more just fancy cooler, stuff, the more cooler looking and, and more, um, more capable firearms, I should say. Sorry. No, it's all right. They just yeah, kind of slide off the 22. So, yeah, the 22, that's the only that's the only gun that I have two of, or a rifle that I have two of. I've got uh, a Ruger 10-22, and then I've got an old, uh, like a tube load 22 that was grandpa's. So, um, Is it a bolt action, or? Uh, yes. Okay. So it's uh it's pretty cool. It's just got the iron sights on it and it's actually super accurate. So I like it. Very cool. Yeah, I I think every prepper or survivalist should have a twenty two. Um I think you're not you know, your your arsenal just isn't very well rounded if you don't have a twenty two. It has so many uses and, and so many advantages. So I thought, you know, this week we'd just kind of do an uh, an overall or an overview of the caliber and uh, why you might want to consider having it. Yeah. So to start, it's a it's a small caliber. It's one of the smallest probably uh, calibers that's out, that's out there, right? Yeah. If we want to be specific, the round we're going to be talking about is called the twenty two long rifle or twenty two LR. There are smaller calibers there's a 22 short and 22 long um but most most guns that are sold today that shoot 22 are are chambered for the 22 long rifle um so that's and that's the the ammo that's the most common so that's what we're talking about yeah so if you if you've never seen or if you're not familiar with guns in general um yeah if you Google image like a 22 compared to other uh, bullets. I mean, it's pretty small. It's it's like, yeah, I think some BBs come in that diameter. So it's, yeah, it's not a very big, uh, big bullet. And uh, yeah, that's why there's kind of no kick. But uh, what are what are some of the better things? Or what are some of the reasons that you think most people should should have a 22? I know that's kind of a general question, but let's talk about what it's kind of made for, which is small game hunting. Okay. Um, Yeah. I I don't know if that's what it was originally made for. I've heard that it was made for small, like pocket pistols, like back in the 1800s. Okay. Um, That's something I should have done more research on, but nowadays it's, it's considered a small game rifle for hunting small game, which is, which is, I think, something that would be really advantageous in a survival situation, being able to, to shoot small game. Yeah, you don't want to shoot a squirrel with your uh, three hundred eight. Right, right. And then you might not always want to shoot larger game because you might not you know, have the means to preserve the meat or um, you, know, you can't eat a whole deer over the weekend. Um, but having like a small game to eat would, you know, could help supplement the food you have stored as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other, another good reason to have 22 is for practice. 
the ammo is really cheap. Um, so if you're doing a lot of practicing, it can get really expensive to, to shoot like your nine millimeter or your 5.56 millimeter. Um, and training with the 22 is, is uh, more cost effective. Another advantage is for training kids. If you have kids, it's absolutely the best cartridge to start shooting, uh, start them shooting um, because it's not too loud and it doesn't kick. It's not intimidating. They're not going to have a bad experience their first time. Yeah, there's little pink uh, 22 rifles that I thought about uh, buying my daughter uh, at some point. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Do you think uh, there's a big difference between uh, training with a 22 and training with like an air gun or an air rifle? Um, air rifles, they don't really give you the kind of the full experience. You know, you don't get the the bang. Um, the recoil is a little bit different. Um, air rifles can be good for training as well, but they're, they, they both have their, their, their place, I guess. Yeah. I was just wondering, I know I, I think, yeah, there is a difference. I was just seeing what your thoughts on that were, but, um, yeah, 22s are just, um, like you said, yeah, cheap ammo. You can carry, you can carry a lot with you if you had to be hiking around. Um, and yeah, just a lot of pros on that aspect on that level. Yeah. A lot of people will, will use a 22 long rifle as a kit gun. So a kit gun is basically like a pistol or a takedown rifle that you can carry with you. Um, like say if you're bugging out or if you were, if you were just out, you know, hunting with a larger rifle and you wanted a second gun with you, um, or just something to have in a, a very, very small compact kit. So that's a, a really good use for it. And then don't uh, underestimate the power of it as a defensive weapon as well. I think it, it wouldn't be my first choice, but but it uh, it can work for that. Okay, yeah, I think that's probably one of the common misconceptions, uh, at least that I've kind of heard around, is that, you know, basically it's almost... I've heard people basically say it's pointless to even shoot someone with a 22 because it won't stop them or it has no stopping power or uh, whatever it is. Obviously, you shoot anybody in the right spot, it's going to matter. But what are your thoughts on people who say or think like that? I've seen tests of 22 ammo, um, and it, it penetrates well enough to kill someone. And that's that's the most important thing. I mean, it's not... It's not as powerful as other rounds. Um, it doesn't expand with the hollow points like like modern pistol rounds expand. But it'll put a hole in you. I mean, that's when it comes down to it, that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's not gonna uh, it's not gonna tickle or anything. That's for sure. Um, do you? So you have a twenty two pistol, right? Yes. Uh, it's just a, a single action revolver. I want to get a another one, but but yeah. So this might be a dumb question, but does your pistol take twenty two long rifle ammo? It'll take um, any twenty two. It'll take twenty two short, twenty two long, or twenty two long rifle because it's because it's a single action. It's manually operated, and and uh, so it'll take either one of those. 
Okay. Is there, um, I guess, what's the difference between the long rifle and the short rifle or the uh, or 22 Magnum? Or is there a, a difference between that That's ammunition? A or what's... That's a good question. Yeah. So the short, the shorter uh, long rifle, sorry, there's the long rifle, the short and the long. The short and the long are both shorter overall in the case length than the long rifle. So both of those are less powerful and they're just shorter overall. Um, so you can put either one of those cartridges in the chamber of a 22. Um, so let's take, for example, your bolt action. You could probably put all three of those in the chamber and it'll probably work. Um, because you're manually running that bolt with your hands. But if you put it into a into a semi-automatic rifle like your 1022, the powder that um, burns and uh, ejects the bullet. Ejects or... the bullet, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me today. That's all right. Um, probably back asleep with a, a month-old baby. Yeah, so how how a semi-automatic rifle works is is the recoil from the round pushes the bolt back, ejects around, and loads a new bullet into the chamber. So your 1022 is designed to work with a 22 long rifle. If you put a 22 long or a 22 short cartridge in there, it would fire the round, but it wouldn't have enough power to push the bolt back and load a new round in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that uh, there's a picture of the, there's the NFAC, I think, the... Uh, Not screwing around coalition? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a picture of one of them. They all have guns, let's, uh, let's which is great. Quick. This is a, a militia in Georgia or Kentucky, and they're African-Americans. They're um, protesting for you know police brutality and stuff. And they're like an organized group. They all wear black and they they uh, carry guns. So they're kind of like a, they're just like a militia. Yeah. And that's, uh, I completely support their right to do so. Uh, hopefully they get some training and uh, just like everybody, every any militia or anybody who's going to carry a gun. But yeah, there's a picture of one of them who had, uh, it was a pretty decked out rifle it looked like. And it, someone zoomed in on the picture and there's, it's, looks like it's a 22 caliber and it's a, there's a bullet jammed in the, um, or it didn't, it like a, what do you call it? Stovepipe? That's not what it looks like to me. It looks like the bullet jammed and it, it just didn't go into the chamber. So it, it's like angled up and it's in the, okay. it's in the receiver of the weapon and it's not pushed all the way into the chamber. So the okay, guy walking so you- around with a gun that is not going to work. Okay. Yeah, it clears that malfunction. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a uh, kind of funny. I mean, it'd be funny no matter who it was. You know, any militia walking around like that. So, but it's just uh, a little bit of a side note. But yeah, make sure your your bolts are loading properly, especially if you're going to be walking around uh, trying to protect or uh, protest. Yeah, well, that that actually brings up a couple of things. I'm glad you brought that up, even though it's kind of off topic. Um, You can buy a military-looking rifle in 22 
22 caliber, 22 long rifle, like this guy has. I mean, he had a, I think it was an AR-15 that shoots 22. Um, you can use that for training if you want. If you want a rifle that works exactly like your your main battle rifle um, or your main defensive rifle, you can get one in 22 that looks exactly like it, works exactly like it, but just uh, is cheaper to shoot. Um, you could also buy that as a defensive rifle if you wanted to. I mean, I don't want to assume that this guy who had this, you know, was just using it for training. He maybe he, he that's his main defensive rifle, and that's that's fine. It's not as powerful as as the the caliber that that most AR-15s are chambered in, which is five point five six or two two three. But there's no reason you can't defend yourself with that. Yeah, it's a, a bolt, still a bullet, and a, of course, you know, the bigger the bolt, the better. But uh, yeah, it's still better than nothing, especially and especially for someone who's just starting out or doesn't have a ton of money to spend. It's better to have a twenty-two than nothing. Yeah, and the other the other thing it brings up is just the fact that twenty-two ammo is not always as reliable as other ammo. Um, the just the way it's manufactured, if it's if it's bulk, you know, cheap ammo, there's going to be a lot of misfires, um, and it's not going to to run in some some rifles as well as it should. So obviously, this gentleman. You know, he probably tried to to uh, load a round in, and the round didn't go in. So, um, if you do have a twenty-two and you want to use it uh, as a defensive rifle, you you need to make sure it works in your rifle every time. You need to make sure it's reliable, um, and then you've actually practiced with it a lot, and you're not just um, you know just going through the motions as it kind of seems this guy is doing. Yeah, you you should always practice malfunction drills and and those type of things to make sure you're uh, ready when that happens. Especially if you know you've got adrenaline pumping through you and you're using it in a real situation, which hopefully you never have to do. But uh, yeah, if you've practiced those malfunction drills and how to clear those, that makes a that'll make a big difference in the heat of the moment. Yeah, so that was a little a little detour talking about that, but um, I think it was instructive. Um, you want to go back and talk more about about using twenty two as a defensive weapon? Yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, I guess what? How would you use it as a defensive weapon? I guess it's or what's the? What are the reasons it can be used that way? Well, I, like I said, it wouldn't be my first choice if I. You know it there might be reasons why you would want to use it as a defensive weapon. Like one, it might be your only gun. You know, if you could only afford uh, one rifle and there's reasons to choose a 22, I'm not saying it's the best choice, but there are uh, reasons why someone might choose a 22 as their only rifle. So I would not feel comfortable with the uh, 22 handgun as my only defensive uh, firearm. Um, but I would feel comfortable with a 22 rifle as my, you know, main defensive uh, rifle if if that's all I had for financial reasons or or some other reason. Um, and that kind of sounds weird. Like, why would you why would you care if it was a handgun or a rifle? Um, 
and part of it is just the shot placement is the most important thing, right? So if I'm shooting a rifle, I feel a lot more comfortable putting shots on target, center mass, um, with accuracy. Yeah. Whereas with a pistol, I feel less, I guess, less uh, competent to shoot. Um, and the, the, the power of the twenty two really comes in to play even more um, when you're when you're not having good shot placement, I guess. Yeah. Well, and with a rifle, the the velocity is higher in a, uh, with a twenty two rifle. Correct? Does that make a big difference? Or I know I know rifles are easier to shoot and easier to aim for sure and easier to control. I think it does make a difference. Yeah. There's especially out of a handgun, you've got like a if you've got a small pistol that you're using for defense and it's only only has a three, a two or three inch barrel. Um, it's just not, it's not a very effective round if you're not um, getting really good hits. Uh, the, the bullets don't expand at all. Um, they may not stop in the body. They may just continue on and go through. So if, if you're going to use 22 as a defensive a rifle or a defensive gun you really need to have good shots and and it's uh it just doesn't put you in a good position versus having a larger caliber handgun yeah that makes sense and the amount of uh ammo you can carry in a magazine or in a in the weapons is makes a difference i would think yeah yeah it certainly can so does the fact that like you can get do you think you can get a lot more shots off with the 22 in a similar period of time as, um, you know, say a caliber that has more kick, uh, I guess accurately at, the, at least because you could probably get three or four shots, uh, pretty quickly in the same area with the 22, just because there's not going to be that much barrel movement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, it's not it's not the most ideal thing because you could you could easily make several shots with a larger caliber gun. Um, but if you if you did have to rely on that twenty two, uh, that would be one of the advantages. Cool. Um, is there more defensive information you wanted to go over, or thoughts on it? Yeah, I'll just say that uh, again, it wouldn't be my first choice. But if it's all you had it'll absolutely work for defense. I think that's probably a misconception like you talked about earlier. A lot of people think it won't kill anyone um, or it's just a toy, but it, it is very deadly. And um, if you practice with it, there's no reason you can't defend your life with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even a BB gun in the right circumstance can be deadly. Obviously, it's not uh, meant to be that, that way, but um, yeah, 22 is something you should still take seriously. You know, of course you would still take it seriously if someone was pointing it at you. So, right. Um, right. That's a good goes, point. goes both ways. So as survivalists, I guess, or preppers, um, let's get back to the, the topic of like, why would a, a prepper want to have a 22 rifle? Um, yeah. One of the, the biggest advantages I see is that it's cheap and compact. So you can store a lot of it in a small place um, and you can buy a lot of it in bulk without spending too much money. So think about not only the, the survival implications, but 
we we're, we've been talking about uh, kind of like the financial problems of the world lately um, and hyperinflation and stuff. Having a bunch of twenty two ammo is is a good place to 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 invest in. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's probably pretty common caliber as well. So it's something that can be used. Uh, you know, other people will be will have a demand for it, and you know, in in some obviously worst case scenarios, crap hits the hits the fan scenarios. It can be useful as a barter item um, and just something you can use to yeah, like you said, hunt small game and definitely useful. Yeah, and if you've got, you know, a wife um, that may not feel comfortable with a, uh, you know, a heavier caliber weapon, but you want to have her to have something to defend herself with, um, in that type of situation, it would be good. Um, the twenty-two ammo is is something you're always going to want. I mean, you're always going to want it either for, for small game hunting. Um, or for practice. So it's just, it's always going to be valuable. Yeah, no, that's a great point. My wife enjoys shooting my 22 or our 22. So, um, yeah, it's just, it has no, you know, no kick compared to like a shotgun or, you know, it's just basically nothing. So. Yeah. If you had to arm, a an older child or a young teenager, um, in a really bad situation, you know, 22 would be good. Yeah, and it's like you said earlier too with with younger kids. It's uh, to show them how to shoot and to start teaching them. It's the perfect way to start. And uh, I wonder how my daughter would handle it. Obviously, she would probably need a a smaller sized twenty two than what I have. Um, but I I think even she could probably handle the kick if she's holding it properly and being taught properly. But probably probably a couple of years before I take her out with, with it, um, to, for her to shoot it. Yeah. It can be awkward for a little kid to shoot a, you know, full size rifle. Um, so you might look into getting her just like a, a child size rifle. Yeah. Are there, I know it's frustrating that you have to think about laws in uh, any circumstance but if you're buying it for her, it's just, you just don't tell. I mean, that's so dumb, but. No, you, it's can, not, buy your, I know you can buy your child a, a rifle. There's Okay. That's not a straw purchase. No. Okay. Yeah. I just, just, uh, someone was talking about that in the gun shop the other day when I was in there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, about giving not about a rifle. No, not about kids. Just they're talking about straw purchases and ge- purchases in general. Uh, basically, when you buy a gun for somebody who's not allowed to buy a gun. But uh, yeah, just interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So again, uh, going back to the ammo, you know, the cost and and how compact it is. You can buy a bunch of ammo at stores in a very small place. And that just kind of gives you um, peace of mind that you've got enough ammo, you're not going to run out, um, and then you can buy it for relatively little cost. 
and that's not something you can do, you know, with really any other round. Yeah. Do you, uh, are there, is there 22 available out there right now? I haven't checked too recently. Last time I checked, there was a few boxes. It's, it's gotten more expensive. People are raising prices. Um, but I think it is still available at least where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. You only have a few rounds of 22, right? Not enough. Never enough. Yeah. It's a, I think I have got more 22 than any other, um, as, as far as quantity goes. Well, yeah, just because it's been cheaper and I think I've had my 22 the longest. So, I guess the, the main takeaway from this, this conversation or this episode is um, I think it's important to have as a prepper. Um, if you don't have it, I think you're missing uh, missing out. Yeah. Definitely in a lot of situations where a 22 was just going to be uh, better, you know, especially small game hunting and just ease of use in a lot of ways. But um yeah, we'll uh, we'll have an episode that goes more, probably more in depth on this and maybe a few other uh, types of guns. Um, and then another thing I wanted to bring up today in this episode is just uh, kind of interesting. From last episode, we Blair talked a little bit about, um, you know, kind of your routine and where you're getting information from, and you know, looking at checking the gold and silver price because that can indicate other things that are happening in the world. Uh, and since he said that. Uh, just prediction, I guess, but silver and gold have both jumped quite a bit. I think gold is near all time highs. Gold is, and, yeah. and silver's jumped, you know, three or four bucks since last week. So, um, you know, nothing might it might mean nothing, but there's definitely some uncertainty and some uneasiness, at least in the world, and that's probably causing some of the moves. Yeah, I know that. A lot of kind of contrarian economists have been predicting hyperinflation for a really long time, like ever since I started paying attention about 15 years ago. Um, and they've been kind of wrong up until up until now. And it's just kind of funny with all this stimulus, all this spending. I would not be surprised if we got hyperinflation in the next few years. Um so think about buying some precious metals, um, stocking up on ammo, buying some real, real tangible things that are that you're going to need, because yeah. your your money and your savings account is probably going to buy less and less in the in the future. Yeah, I, I'm so old that I remember when Snickers bars were like three for a dollar. Now they're like a dollar each. So yeah, that's uh. It's, I know that's just a, a little example, but yeah, food across the board has definitely gone up. Um, but yeah, if I, I can't see it, uh, I can't see the inflation stopping. Um, I guess, you know, I, I can't see it not coming to a point in some way, sometime in the nearest future. And we've talked about that, but there's just so much going on another round of stimulus coming so and the federal reserve has stated they're aiming for inflation they're aiming for more than two percent inflation 
Um, but once that gets rolling, it's kind of hard to stop it, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I saw a tweet from Peter Schiff and I, you know, I do have to preface this nowadays. Just, I don't agree with everything he says or, or does. He's got his, some flaws just like anybody, but he's a big, uh, gold, uh, gold bull, I guess he's, He's very bullish on gold in general and has been for a long time. And he predicted the uh, housing crash in 2008, I think. But um, he made a point that from when gold was introduced as money, basically, uh, you know, a few years after the United States was created, uh, up until I think 1913, gold was basically the same price for that over 100 years. And then in the 100 years since then, or 107 years since then, it's gone up like or its value compared to the dollar is how much i'm to say this the value of the dollar has gone down 99 percent since then which is just kind of crazy to think about the dollar compared to gold so uh, i think gold was right around 20 dollars an ounce at the time of 1913 and now it's yeah 1900 dollars. so kind of crazy to think about yeah, and no one knows exactly, you know, when this is going to happen, but I just I don't see any other outcome. Yeah, I think uh there's definitely ways to get ready and there's another uh stimulus check coming your way and next week we're going to kind of talk about if that's just pure extra money for you if you've been haven't been affected yet by the by any uh, as far as economically we're kind of kind of talk about what we think you should buy with your 1200 bucks or whatever it is, um, kind of what you should prioritize. And of course it's going to be a little different for everyone, but that's going to be our, uh, our episode next week. Yeah. Um, before we get to the prepper product of the week, um, I just want to remind everyone, if you have a little bit of extra money, um, to support us, we'd appreciate it. Check out patreon.com forward slash survival brothers podcast. I am going to continue to add content there that you're not going to be able to get on the podcast. Um, I've already got two articles on there. Uh, I'm going to continue to add checklists, uh, links, articles, lots of good information. So if you want access to that and you want to support us, it's only $3 a month or 75 cents an episode. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. We've, uh, we've upgraded our audio equipment. Um, we have to, you know, not uh, complaining or anything. We love to do this. We enjoy uh, teaching the people, but uh, you know, we just we would appreciate any little bit that you have. And if you want to just give the twelve hundred full stimulus check to us, you know, feel free. Yeah, if you if you don't want to have the recurring monthly charge of three dollars, and you'd rather just do a one time donation, um, send us an email. Uh, survival brothers what is survival survival brothers podcast at gmail.com yep uh sorry i talked over you so it might have cut out part of it but yeah survival brothers podcast at gmail.com you can send us a message on twitter uh at serve bros pod and you can send them uh, send us a message about anything if you want to ask us a question that you want us to answer on the podcast um anything like that we can answer those for you on instagram or on twitter or through email yeah instagram is uh survival brothers podcast on instagram yeah this week uh, as far as a prepper product um 
I'm thinking more and more about the importance of clean water in an emergency. And uh, one of the best filters that I've come across is called Grail, G-R-A-Y-L. And it's a water bottle filter. Um, but it's not like most of the water bottle filters that you'll see on the market. It's it's a press, kind of like a coffee press. So you put the dirty water in one container, and then you put the other comp- the other component of the press um, push it down and it filters out pretty much everything. I mean, bacteria, viruses, um, other, um, other, uh, contaminants, contaminants. And, um, just keep in mind a lot of the, the really cheap filters you find on the market are not going to be able to filter viruses. And if you're in a, a city and there's a disaster, there's a really good chance there's going to be viruses from human waste and um, all kinds of things. So this product is a little bit more expensive. It's $70 on Amazon, um, but I think it's well worth it. It uh, doesn't take up any extra space in your pack than just a water bottle would that you're going to carry anyway. So um, that's a really good filter and uh, check it out. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, do you have a liberty quote for us today? I do. I think this is particularly pertinent um, as we discuss uh, the response to the coronavirus, the um, stimulus money, um, the unemployment benefits, stuff like that. It says, when conservatives, liberals, and socialists all agree, it is the time for the larger and more harmless part of mankind to look after its pockets. That's from a man named G.K. Chesterton. And it seems like everybody's in agreement that we need all this stimulus and um, I think it's going to turn out bad. Yeah. The uh, Democratic Socialists, the Republican Socialists, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all kind of frustrating, but, uh, you know, we will see how it all works out and uh, hope for the best. But we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, also, if you want to leave us a review, if you you know uh, if you don't have the money right now to uh, join the Patreon or anything, you could leave a review, tell your friends about the podcast. Those would help out uh, just as much or more, and we appreciate that. And we will see you next week. See you. Take nothing for granted.